Hello, welcome back to Girls Gone Healthy. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, and today I'm joined by my friend Marissa, and we talk all about the mindset behind working out and fitness and these concepts of what works and what is a waste of time and what doesn't work. And the thing that we really talked about that stuck with me was this idea of working out on the days where you're not 100% and of doing the things when it is your off days or you're having a bad day. And I really love this because, you know, we can all do stuff when it's easy and when it's going well and when it's going right. But when you also commit to yourself on those harder days of still doing the same, of still showing up for yourself, of still being disciplined, that is when you grow and that is when you change. And so I love Marissa's approach to this. I love this whole conversation. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. So today we are joined by Marissa. Marissa was a personal trainer for five years and now she turned into a lifestyle coach. So she basically lives what we talk about at Girls Gone Healthy where improved fitness will spread into the rest of your life. And she now helps others find the right tools for self-awareness and self-management on physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels so that you too can love yourself and be excited to live. I'm so excited that you're joining us today, Marissa. I'm so excited too. I love these conversations and Emily and I were just talking about how we're both morning people and we're so excited to be here on the morning. So yes, I'm just, I literally, this is like my happy place. Morning, other people talking about health and taking care of yourself and your body and yeah. Yeah, me too. I was wondering if you could tell us just a really quick background about you, who you are, what you do now. So I'm Marissa. I live in Ottawa, Canada. Like you said, I, I was a personal trainer for five years. So I got into that at a point in my life where I was really struggling with my worth. And I was like, well, I don't know what I'm, what's my worth as a human being. I was like, I better figure out how I can remain fit and sexy the rest of my life so people will love me. So I did a two-year program at Algonquin College here in Ottawa for fitness and health promotion. And then from there, I got into working at a holistic personal training studio and I worked there for five years. So over that course of those seven years in the fitness industry, I learned a ton about science and health and taking care of your body. But I also really went on my own self-love journey and realized for me now, health is so much more than just being physically healthy. It's about being my best self and being alive and joyful and happy and actually excited about waking up every day and being who I am. And so over the course of like these, those past seven years, I figured out a lot of my own relationship with food, with movement, how to really love and take care of myself. And now I've shifted over into life coaching, which is more helping people on that mental side, because I realized through my training experiences that it doesn't matter how much you do the physical work and how healthy your body is. If your mindset isn't there and it doesn't match it, you can be perfectly physically healthy, but still be waking up every day depressed or anxious or not being able to focus or your relationships will suffer. So I've shifted more into the mental side of the coaching of things and I love it. It's it's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you kind of got into it because you're like, you know, I, I'm more worthy if I'm more in shape and all of that, which I think kind of like tricks us all into like starting to go to the gym more. But then you kind of like found this love and passion for it. So I would love to talk more about, you know, you being a personal trainer in the past. What did you find are like the best things for someone to take care of their health? You're going to hate this answer. Everyone hates it, but it depends. It really does depend because we are all, if you look at our bodies physically, we're all so different. We have different nutritional needs. We have different movement requirements. The way that we function 
as a human organism is going to be different for everybody. But if we want to put it into some very basic things that science has showed and time has showed that you just cannot ignore is you've got to move, you've got to let yourself sleep and rest, and you've got to fuel yourself. Those three things are like massive. And it's then figuring, okay, the specifics of how can I do those things and how can I do them based off of what my body's asking for and not necessarily just what my brain wants. Because some people, like their bodies, they just crave yoga. Their body physically is like, I just need more gentle. I need more, I need more mobility here. I need to be able to breathe more. And they're like, yeah, but I love HIIT training. But I love HIIT training. And so learning to listen to what your body's asking for and giving it the movement that it's really craving rather than just the movement your brain wants to do, that's super massive. But also like understanding your physiology. I'm a hypermobile person, so I'm the opposite. Yoga can maybe feel good for a little bit, but it'll actually put me into pain later on if I'm not doing my heavy lifting, if I'm not being really attentive of the foods that I eat and how that can affect my gut and my ability for my core to be able to engage and stabilize. So it's like, you got to know these things and, but also know yourself. So movement saying, okay, what does your body need? Does it need more cardiovascular, like more like a lot of breathing? Does it need more resistance training? Does it need more gentle, calm yoga? Does it, what kind of movement does your body need? And then from there saying, how can I give this to myself realistically with my lifestyle? Right. A lot of our bodies, they want a lot more movement than what we're giving them, but it's also just not realistic. So then saying, okay, how can I then, even if I can't do it perfect hundred percent, how can I maybe improve it by 1% each day, each week, and just keep taking the steps. It's the same thing with nutrition. There is going to be people who are vegan, vegetarian, people who are paleo, people who follow weight watchers, calorie count. It doesn't really matter what you do as long as a, it is working. It's giving your body what it needs and B, you actually do it. Because if it's not one of those two, like if paleo works really well for me, but if I don't follow it, I'm not going to get results or vice versa. If I force myself to do paleo, but it's just destroying my happiness and it's ruining my life and I'm not mentally happy and calm, it's not going to work. And then last one is the rest is just saying, okay, be honest with yourself between those seven to nine hours on average, which people need, how much do you need? And there's a point where with movement, with nutrition and with sleep, if you keep compromising and saying, well, I can't make it happen because this in life, I can't make it happen because that there's a point where your body's going to say, well, I'm shutting down then, right? If you, if you're driving in the car and the red light comes on, on the, on the gas can, it says I'm out of gas. And you're like, well, I don't have time to get gas because I have to do this thing. You're going to run out of gas at some point. That's just a fact. It's how it works. And knowing that about yourself and then saying, okay, now it's my responsibility to say, how am I going to then choose to move forward and make sure I'm still filling up the gas and ideally topping it up and then letting it come down and then top it up again. So you never get close to that empty, but sometimes we have to run out of gas a few times before we get the lesson and we realize, oh shit, I actually have to take care of myself and I can't just let myself keep crashing. So movement, fuel, sleep, look at those and just be super honest with yourself about what do you need and know you can't cheat the system. You really can't cheat your, by the system, your body, your body is the system. You can't cheat your system. Your body will tell you if it's running out of gas and you cannot get away with it. <laughs> yes. I love what you said too, of like making small improvements. Cause I think that's how I approach nutrition and rest because it's like, okay, no matter what I have to eat, right? So I might as well, like, that's easier for me to make tweaks on. And no matter what, I have to rest. And that's kind of easier to make tweaks on. 
But I think the thing that like I struggle with almost, it's like, well, you don't have to work out, right? Like you can work out or you could also very easily skip the gym or something for that day or week. So do you have any recommendations on like how to start building that into a practice? Yeah, for sure. I would suggest the first thing you do is the one that you're going to do. So if you're someone who wants to do Zumba, I can tell you if you're, so let's say like your goal is to build muscle and lean out a little bit, have a little bit more energy. Zumba scientifically is not the best tool to do that. But if Zumba is going to make you get off the couch and move for five to 10 minutes, that is way better than doing nothing. Same thing if walking is your thing, if yoga is your thing, even if your body doesn't like it, maybe it's going to mess some other things up, but knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect and starting with whatever feels good. And when you start also, you don't have to make it the best and perfectly done. Like when I, sometimes when I go for a walk, if, if all I do is put on my shoes, get out to the end of my laneway and back, and that's it, that's already an improvement. And knowing that, okay, then tomorrow, if I do that, plus take another 10 steps, I'm growing. And if you do that every day for a year, you've built this beautiful habit, which is then going to help you in 10 years from now be so many literal further steps forward than you were today. And I think that that's something which, and I know for myself as well, like when I first started working out, I thought I had to always show up and do the complete workout I'd have to whatever my work it was I'm like if I missed a set here or if I didn't get it done on the right time or if I didn't have the right weights or if I whatever didn't do it perfect or if I didn't work really hard then it wasn't a good workout but realizing you're going to have on average you're going to have whatever a level of energy and workouts and then you're going to have really great workouts and then you're going to have below average workouts so the point isn't to be the great workouts all the time because it's not realistic that's just not how averages work. The thing is saying, how can I make this? Okay, here's my average. How can I just show up and just do a little thing? Start with a walk, start with a Zumba. Here's my average. And now with everything I know about myself, how can I then maybe lift that average a little bit? Maybe instead of doing Zumba today, I'll do five minutes of Zumba because it's something I'll show up and do. And then once I'm warmed up, then I'll do a 10 minute circuit of body weight squats, push-ups on the counter and a couple jumping jacks. Maybe then you'll start to shift into some other things. But start with what you're going to do. Yes. I really liked how you had that, like, average because I'm thinking about that now. And think about just, like, everything else that you do throughout your day. On the days where you're low energy, you still have to go to work. You still have to eat. Like, you still have to do everything else. But we're so quick to ditch fitness. We're so quick to ditch the workouts. It's like we almost tell ourselves, like, okay, if I'm feeling okay or great, those are the days that I'll work out. But the second it drops below average, it's like, that's the first thing to go. Yeah, no, it's a, I mean, I don't know how it is for you, especially during winter months where it's darker and it's colder, but I don't want to go outside. I don't want to move my body. I just, I like, I want to hibernate. That's how we're set up. Like my reptilian being is like, this is uh this is not time for moving. So being the adult of myself and saying, okay, Marissa, I love you so much that even though you don't want to go out for a walk because it's minus 20 and it's really frigging cold, we're going to go anyways. And like you said, not ditching it because it's so much easier to ditch it. But I think it's also something we have to do is be super honest with ourselves and say, okay, just because I don't feel like it right now, or it feels like it's hard to make it happen or fit it in. What are the repercussions if I continue down this lifestyle of putting it off, 
what's going to happen a week from now? What's going to happen six weeks from now? What's going to happen six months from now? What's going to happen a year from now? What's going to happen 10 years from now? Because sometimes we have to walk down and just be super honest with ourselves to make ourselves realize, oh shit, I, I need to do this. I need to do this for me because if I don't, there's all these other things that are really could, they will make a difference. They could happen. Yeah, no. So kind of what I got from that is like, you still have to work out on the bad days. <laughs> Some days it will be harder, but you definitely still have to do it. And then the other thing that I want to talk about that you mentioned is you're like, you can even just start with five minutes a day because see how that will look in a year from now. And I think that that is huge because a lot of times I'm like, yes, like, you know, it would be fine to move five minutes now, but like, what is that really doing for me? And I really like the quote, you know, it's like we overestimate what we can do in one day, but underestimate what we can do in a year. And so it's like, yeah, don't think about today or tomorrow, but like how will just those five minutes like help you in the long run or if you did it every single day for a year. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, it's it's massive. And and I think that that's as human beings, especially in today's day and age, we we don't want to do it when it's so like it is, it's hard. It's exhausting. Taking an hour out of your day is like, that's crazy. Right. But being like, okay, I got five minutes. And there's um, a fellow named James Clear who wrote a book called Atomic Habits, which is really good. And he talks about, there's tons of different things you can do, but one of the things he talks about is like adding habits on to other things you already do. Right. So like that five minutes, that five minute movement saying, okay, what's something, a habit you already have that you do every day and how can you connect this to it? So it's either happening. You can literally put it in the middle, right? Like, so you can just say every single time I put a microwave on, I'm going to do bodyweight squats. Just do that every single time. Maybe your five minutes isn't one chunk. Maybe it's throughout the day. Maybe it's going to be that every single time you brush your teeth, you know, okay, as soon as I'm finished brushing my teeth, I'm going to put on my favorite song. And then I have these five exercises that I just go through. And, and we, yes, there's optimal training amounts, right? Like if we were to say, okay, for optimal health, for optimal body composition, for reducing pain, like there's, there's scientific things. We want to say, okay, maybe resistance training two to three days a week, and then hit training two to three days a week based off of what, how your muscles work and the type of joints you're at, you're going to have certain rehabilitative exercises or preventative exercises, and then some walking that's optimal, but life isn't optimal all the time. So saying, how can you build them in and just start with those simple things and making it one work for you. But like you said, like it's, it adds up and I, I love math. So let's do a quick math here. If you were to add in five minutes of movement on even just five days a week on let's say an average of four weeks a month, so 25 times four is a hundred. So 1200 hours over the course of a year is what, or minutes over the course of years, how many hours trying to get this like 20 hours? That's like 20 hours of working out. But yeah, like if you like, oh, that's 20 hours of working out that you get just by doing five minutes a day is like, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, it definitely adds up. And I really like that advice that you gave too. You almost like built a whole morning routine for us. You're like, okay, like if you're brushing your teeth, like listen to your favorite music. And then, you know, as you're maybe making your coffee in the morning, do some movement and it's like, okay, now you went from the b very basics of what I do, right? I get up, brush my teeth, make a coffee. And now it's like, yeah, but you also added in songs that you really like. So you're like waking up, energizing yourself and you're moving your body. So like you're already feeling better without adding any more time. And I think that's like a really important part is these things don't have to take up like so much time in order to be effective. Yeah. And like the littlest changes 
that's what's going to start. And then from there, once you start to feel better, that's just going to be when you're like, oh, now this is easy. Now I want more. Now I can make this happen. Simple, small steps. Yeah, that's great advice. And then I also wanted to ask you too, you know, you had been in the field for over five years. What are the things that you see that people do that might be a waste of time? Trying to cheat the system. And I've, I did it for years. Like I, and I'm still learning, right? But I, I dealt with binge eating, right? I would try to figure out how can I still get away with eating a bunch of these other things and, um, and then maybe not working out. And then how can I have my blood sugar level stay completely the same after eating a tub of ice cream? It doesn't work that way. Like I was literally trying to cheat the system of like my physical system. It doesn't work that way. You can't cheat your system. And there's going to be certain things that your body asks for. If I'm, I'm hypermobile, that's, I have to accept that fact, right? Because of that, there's certain things that my body will need. And if I try to cheat the system, if I don't do certain exercises, or if I do too much of other things, it's going to affect my body. If I skip workouts for a week, that's my mental health is going to suffer, right? If I, I can't do coffee, if I drink caffeine, I get anxious. So there's certain rules of my physiological system that I'm trying to cheat. And that's something that I'd say people, they see other people. So let's say I see somebody else who's getting results following a certain movement program or a certain nutritional program, or I go like, that's not fair. Like how come they get to do all these things and their body lets them do that and it works for them. Great. I'm so happy it works for them, but if it's not working for your system and you're still trying to force your body to be like somebody else's body in, in all sense of the words, to make it look that way, to make it perform that way, to make it be able to handle certain amounts of movement or certain amounts of nutrition or like that person only runs on four hours of sleep. I should make my body do that. If your system doesn't run that way and you're still trying to make it do that, that's going to really, it's going to be a waste of your time because you're literally fighting reality. So that's huge. Yeah. Other things that don't work is anything that's going to promise you results very quickly or with very little effort, because the reality is it takes time and it takes effort. That's just how it is. And, and I know that that's like the fitness industry is a, like billions of dollars industry. And so much of that, if we say, okay, billions of dollars are going into this. Why are people still so sick? Why are people still in so much pain? Why do people still have problems reaching their fitness and their health goals? It's because the stuff that they're being sold doesn't work. That's just the reality, right? If there was like, if there was a pill that people had found that actually worked, you would know about it, right? There's a reason why there's certain things that pop up again and again, right? There's just, there's like, they're cemented into fitness and health. Like the, this is the golden standard, right? Resistance training, HIIT training, right? Um, like other, there's other things as well that have come in now uh, with like fascial stretch therapy, right? And myofascial release and different massage. And like, there's certain things that we know these make a difference. That's just, they've been cemented into there, but all the other stuff, it's just the, those are just people. And I truly believe in the depths of their heart. There's a lot of people who are really trying to do good and they found something that does work for some people. But if there was a one size fits all one pill that could just fix it all, you would know about it. It would exist. Like if it existed, you would know that it existed. It would be so big that it would do that. And there wouldn't be money going into all these other things. So if it's easy and if it's quick, it's probably not real or it's not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. And then for you, is there like 
one best either tool that you learned or something that you found out that had helped you the most on your journey with this? With fitness? Um... I'll reward that. You mentioned at the beginning that you started this with like putting a lot of your worth into this. And I know that that's a really common thing is like, right, you put your worth into it and then that's why you feel so discouraged. So do you have any words of advice on how to remove your worth from your physical capabilities? Yeah, and the, that's where like the mental side comes in is, is doing the mental work to re rewire your brain and your patterns and your beliefs. And that's something that you can't just do instantly, right? Like there's a reason why when somebody says one thing to one person, the same thing to another person, they take it completely differently. It's because when you look at our psychology, the way that our brains and our work is based off of our experiences from childhood, based off of different things we've been told, we filter information differently, right? Someone could say to me, oh, your hair is beautiful, right? And say to somebody else, your hair is beautiful. And we'll take it completely differently, right? Someone could say to me, oh, like you have nice, nice traps, right? And someone else say you have nice traps to somebody else and it'll be taken completely differently. One person's going to be like, oh, they're way too bulky and manly. The other person's like, oh, it means that they're nice and delicate, right? Even though it's the same thing. Why? Because we interpret things differently. So realizing like when you then go into yourself and say, okay, like how, like, am I worthy? Like, am I good enough? Like how, what are the different things you are connecting to your body specifically knowing that your beliefs isn't something that you can instantly change because they really are subconscious and unconscious. A lot of the time it takes work. Can you do it? Yes. But the one thing that will really, really help you is if you start being honest with yourself and start asking the question, is this the truth? And how do I know this to be the truth? So ask myself, like, I'm not good enough because of my body. Is that the truth? sit with it. Some days my answer is yes. Okay, cool. Why? How do I know this to be the truth? Oh, interesting. Because society says so, because this person made this comment one time, because when I was younger, my friends got picked and I didn't, because we have all these stories that we've built around them. So starting to just be really honest with ourselves and say, is this the truth? Because it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable because there's going to be days where you're going to say, yes, the truth is I am not worthy because of the state of my body. But when you come face to face with that, that's the reality of how you're feeling. It's going to hurt, but it means that that way you can actually dive into it and start to do the work to reach, rewire your brain, rewire your thoughts and actually get to a place where you know what is the truth. The truth is my body is part of my being. Yeah, the truth is it's a little unhealthy right now, which is hard to admit because it means that I have to do the work. But the truth is also that I am still good enough and my worth is not attached to whether or not my body is healthy or not. My health does affect whether or not I can play with my kids. My health does affect whether or not I'm going to be picked to play on the sports team. Right. But that doesn't, it just because I don't get picked or just because I can't play with my kid doesn't mean that I'm not worthy or good enough. That has nothing to do with that. So being really honest about that. And because from once, once you're in that place, then you can also choose to take responsibility for what's within your power and what you truly want and say, okay, the truth is I'm a little unhealthy. Do I actually want to work on this and change this? Maybe yes, maybe no. It's up to you. You get to decide. What's the consequences if I say yes? What's the consequences if I say no? Positive, negative consequences, weigh them out, you decide. But pretending that it's not there and pretending, no, I feel fine about myself when it's not actually the truth. That's not actually helpful because then we're just suppressing the emotions. We're just suppressing all the other things. So when we let them come out, it's going to hurt. Like the, the amount of times that I've like sat with my body and been like, oh my God, I hate it. Why? Why do I hate it? Because of all these things that I believe about it or this belief that I need to have my body be a certain way. Otherwise, I'm not going to be loved. But then when we come to what's the truth, 
Oh, the truth is my body just wants to be loved. The truth is my body is such a beautiful vessel. The truth is it wants to be a little healthier or it's already healthier. I'm trying to force it to do too much. Okay, cool. But what's the truth? And then how do I know this to be the truth? So that way we can start to shift our perspectives and then just go back to that place of love and acceptance of accepting this as reality. And now how can I love it moving forward? Yes, I love that. I love the advice that you gave from, you know, just five minutes to building routines to, you know, how to help people moving forward. Thank you so much for coming on today. Where can everyone find you? You can find me on Instagram, marissa.hammond, and you can check out my website, marissahammondcoaching.com. I still do some movement coaching with people, but I do do a minimum of 30% of it on the mindset stuff because I've learned you can't, if you change your body and you don't change your mind, you can't build sustainable results. That's just how it works. Um, I also have a free seven-day self-love challenge you can find on my website, um, which literally brings you through how to love yourself on a physical, mental, and spiritual level. So yeah, that's a gift for you guys. Awesome. I love it. I'll link it below. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Podcast at girls gone healthy podcast come say hi come say what's up i'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content see you next time this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com